nobody fears Gronk. Nobody's like, damn, I gotta go play this Gronk tonight. Nobody said that. I don't know why. Right. Because I've seen people be scared when they actually line up to them, but they're not scared thinking about that matchup. Right. You hear anybody from that era talk about going against Jordan, there's a fear. Right. So when you have people that fear a player, and that's telling you something different already. Like, Jordan's just that guy. Like, everything was, I want to be like Mike. Right. Nobody... very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on track. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk. New Sports Desk. You're listening to the Sports Show. He lied. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk, episode 221. It is your guy, it is your man's, Desiree L. Hicks Jr., one half of your sportsologist. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And this your man, Black. We are back once again. One of your favorite sportsologists back in the building. D, you already know what it is, man. Let's get into it. Had to come on showing love to the tribal chief. Roman Reigns took care of that Ben Nye. You hear me? For all those who don't know what Ben Nye is, it is business. For all those out there. For all those out there. Alright. Alright, man. We are back with another episode of the Sports Test, man. We had to come on. Well, I had to come on. And show the tribal chief that love. <laughs> you heard me? 945 days plus still. Doing what needs to be done. All right, man. We got a lot to get into today. Thank you guys so so much for tuning in to yet another episode of the Sports Desk. Man, Black greatly appreciate it. We got a whole bunch to get into, man. NBA, UFC, WWE, men's and women's college basketball, the playing tournament, everything, man. We got so much uh, to debate and talk about, man. And we're glad to be back. Black, everything going well with you, man? Yeah, yeah, man. Everything's good, man. Happy to be back in the building, man. Absolutely. Absolutely, Especially absolutely. to break down this WrestleMania, man. This amazing, amazing show we got last night. Well, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, man. Yep. Uh, 
I'm just ecstatic about uh, what we was able to witness and be a part of, man, and with the WrestleMania. I mean, it seems like it gets better and better every year, D. Yeah, and it was a crazy sports weekend too, man. We yeah. had the Final Four going on. We had WrestleMania going on. Um, a lot of great NBA basketball, man. But without further ado, man, let's go ahead and get into it. All right, Black, talking about WrestleMania. What a two-night spectacle it was, man. April 1st, April 2nd in Los Angeles, California, in the sold-out SoFi Stadium. 80,000 fans on night one, 81,000-plus fans on night two, a total of 160,000 bodies in the SoFi Stadium to watch one of the premier events each and every year in the sports entertainment world. Black, let's kick it off. Austin Theory retains the United States Championship, defeating the legend, the greatest of his generation, John Cena. Real quick, man, what was your overall thoughts on just that right there? A uh, pretty good match. We, me and you both, we both know that Theory's on his way, mm -hmm. and we got to see it, you know, the little sneakiness and little, his little character, how uh, nasty his character is, mm -hmm. but... That's a part of what wrestling is, man, and certain characters we get. And uh, I love I love Theory's character, yep. especially, you know, being a being guy from ATL, ATL down and all, everything is, I, I love what, he, what WWE and uh, Triple H, they're doing with uh, Austin Theory. I hope he keep it good. But it was good to, it was good to see John Cena, man. Love to always see him on the stage, like one of the best of his era, DUG. We just was talking about it. So always good to see him back in the ring, man. And able to uh, put our eyes on him because I'm pretty sure we won't see much more of John Cena no time soon. Yeah, like I said, going in, John Cena's now the over guy. You know, you bring him back to get those major pops, and 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 that's exactly what happened here. Austin Theory needed this, of course, more than John Cena did. I'm glad that it opened up the night. I love Cena's interest, man. He's always been about the kids. He's always been about the positive energy and all that, man. So it was good to see him. He deserved, you know, the the, the, the cheers and and the uh, elation that he was given because I black. Like I said, we don't know the next time we're going to see John. We might see John maybe once or twice a year, but, you know, as time goes on, man, we know that dwindles down, you know what I'm saying, so, uh, on and on, all right? But Austin Theory is on his way. This is going to be a huge year for Theory. Don't be surprised if this time next year in WrestleMania, Theory will be going for the WWE Universal uh, uh, Undisputed World Championship. All right. A uh, couple of results here. We got the Street Profits winning the showcase match, the Fatal 4 match. A great match. Athleticism and power on display. This was a match that I just didn't really know what way it was going to go, but... It was really, really good. One of the better matches on night one. All right, Black, let's fast forward. Seth Fickin' Rollins defeats Logan Paul by pinfall. Black, what a theatrical moment that match was. Hey, man, what, what can you say about Logan Paul? Even in defeat, man, this guy's an ultra-talented ultra young kid, man. He's on his way. Whatever WWE is going to do with Logan Paul, I hope they keep him around for a while to see what oh, he yeah, got. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he is super athletic, man, and then yep. you... You put him with a guy like Seth Rollins, that's that's fireworks, D. You mm -hmm. know, that's entertainment. Seth Rollins is one of the best in the business, man, and we got treated to uh, a nice, uh, really, really good match. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm ecstatic uh, that we were able to witness that. 
that match that match was one of the, one of the better matches on Saturday night. Yeah, going in, going in, um, it was called for that you know that you're going to get you a great athletic event with Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Let's just call it what it is. This is Logan Paul's fourth match in WWE. He's going up against pound for pound top five wrestler in all of wrestling in Seth Rollins. There was a lot of gripe. Did Logan Paul deserve this spot uh, up against Seth? And here's what I say to people who say that: It's not about if he earned the spot or not. What kind of product can we put on TV? What kind of butts can we put in the seats? What can be captivating and captured by seeing two guys in the ring with superior athletic ability? Logan Paul is 6'4", 230 pounds. And he is, don't really have an ounce of fat on him. He is athletic as they come. And we already know the history of how great Seth Rollins is. Great job by Seth really dictating the whole match. See, I'm the type of wrestling fan, I kind of see around the oohs and the ahs. I knew that Logan Paul is not on Seth Rollins' level as a wrestler. He's not, and this is a huge spot. Seth did a great job with keeping Logan alone, keeping him alone, keeping the interest, and then like Logan does in all of his matches so far, it's like at some point some clicks for him, and he just takes it to another level. And that's what he did, man. So that was a great display of talent and leadership by Seth Rollins just being the veteran guy, bringing along this hot fire star in Logan Paul. Great match, match there. All right, let's speed forward a little bit. Trish Stratus and Lita and Becky Lynch take care of damage control uh, with Bayley uh, and getting the pinfall there. You know, when you see your legends, Lita and, and Trish Stratus, it's cool, man. But um, it's time for them to figure something out here with Bayley. Let's figure this out, WWE. Like, this is not what we need to see from Bailey. Bailey is a cornerstone in the women's division. Let's figure it out. I don't want to see this no more with damage control. That's just my thoughts. Black, let's get to the second best storyline of the event. Rey Mysterio, the brand new WWE Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio, defeated his son, Dominic Mysterio, by pinfall. Black, what was your thoughts about this amazing match between father versus son? Well, man, first I'm going to go into the uh, the entrance, man. Both of them had killer entrance, man. Killed it. You know, Dominic Mysterio wasn't in jail for probably about a couple <laughs> seconds, but he swear he was in there the whole year. <laughs> A whole year or two, you know what I'm saying? But the whole interest, man, with him and then Rey Mysterio coming out with Snoop Dogg in the drop top. Yeah, and I man. mean, man, it was just classic then playing Eddie Guerrero music. Dope. Coming out the Snoop Dogg music, man. Just Dope. paying homage to Eddie Guerrero. I love uh, the Mysterios for that, man. Always showing Eddie Guerrero that love, yep. man, because he's truly missed. So, mm -hmm. But, man, the, the match in itself, man, was a was a great match, man. To see it, uh, Rey Mysterio take off his belt and uh, yeah, give old yeah, Dominic yeah, yeah, a whooping, yeah, yeah. man. It was it was classic. It was so funny, man. But definitely a great match. Happy to see Rey Mysterio get the win and plus be uh, get into the Hall of Fame as well. Mm -hmm. Such a great weekend for him. His family, his wife and his daughter was able to be a part of it mm -hmm. as well. Such a big weekend for the Mysterios, man. But a uh, hell of a match on Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Black said it uh, best, man. Just the interests were amazing back-to-back -back interests that you were getting during that match the storyline has been fantastic it has been fantastic between ray and dominic and i will say this dominic mysterio will be a star he will be a star the way he handled himself in this match against his legendary father which i'm sure on a personal note for dominic i know he was nervous as all out could be to have this spot up against not only a legend but his father but his father, Dominic, impressed me so, so, so much, man, with just his delivery within his character and his delivery with his energy and, his, and how poised he was in a, ma in a match. 
I was looking at the match. How ready is Dominic Mysterio? Is he ready for these types of spots on a consistent basis? And he answered my question there, and the answer is yes. The answer is yes. This kid is going to be a star in two years. I believe Dominic Mysterio will be talked about in the likes of Seth Rollins and 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 and, and guys uh, Montez Ford. Just want to when he's in the ring, you know you're going to get a show. All right, that's why I feel like he's going to be so great situation there. Rey Mysterio getting the win over his son Dominic. All right, Black Man. Cold main event of the evening on night one. Rhea Ripley defeats. Charlotte Flair by pinfall to win the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Black, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go first, man. <laughs> you talk about theater, bro. I'm gonna say it like I've always said it. I'm a huge fan of Charlotte Flair, and pound for pound, I believe she is. Top three or four best in the business, and by far the greatest superstar, female woman superstar in WWE history. But Rhea Ripley is ready right now. That's what I got from this. Her power, her speed, like the way she was just able to keep lock and flow with Charlotte, because that's very, very rare. I mean, you got to get Becky or Sasha Banks or someone like that to keep lock and key with Charlotte. But Rhea was right there. And, 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 and the spots to the match, Charlotte coming off the top rope out the ring doing the 540 splash. Rhea with the power bomb off the top rope. Charlotte tearing the skin off of her nose. At, at, it was a pleasure to watch. And I'm going to say this. That top three greatest women matches of all time that I've ever of saw. Of all time. Of all time mm. that I saw. Shout out Rhea Ripley winning the championship. Black, what you got? Man, uh, like you said, you said it best, man. That was theater, man. If you weren't entertained by that, man, I don't know what to get you up for none of the rest of the matches that we had, <laughs> yeah, man. man. Like, I feel like that match right there, D, set the tone for the rest of the WrestleMania. And it was a co-main on Saturday night. It was. Man, that set the tone to what we got moving moving forward. Mm -hmm. And, man, to just see how amazing these two women, man, brought it. I was, I was, I was utterly shocked and amazed by how Rita Ripley came out man she just she's getting better and better with each match she has and and her character is just growing yep. and growing yep. like her it looks like her joining the judgment day was the best thing that triple h and could have did for her yeah. for her career because before judgment day rita ripley wasn't too hot or you know doing she didn't too have much, a place but she, she didn't, didn't have, have a place. place but man her character inside the judgment day now being champion it's being able to her, to uh, conquer uh, Charlotte Flair and at WrestleMania when she Charlotte Flair had done already beat her yep. one time before at WrestleMania for her NXT championship mm -hmm. and man just to see it man just to, just to all the great uh, athleticism we got from both women hell of a match man shout out to Charlotte shout out to Rhea man on an amazing match D absolutely very very I was very entertained by that match. Absolutely, man. All right, man. We're going to go ahead and get to the main event of the evening of night one. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn defeat the greatest tag team of all time, Jimmy and Jay, the Usos by pinfall. We both called it. Uh, we felt that the Usos title run um, was definitely at stake because of the buildup of especially who they were facing. And 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 these are the kind of storylines that you can um, almost kind of predict that something's going to change hands here. But Black, what was your overall feelings of just the match in general? The Usos are big 
time performers. How did you feel Owens and Zayn held up against them? Man, I feel like they held up well, man. Like uh, Owens and Zayn, they're they're guy. They they've been in the company for a while. They're yeah. in, they're, they know how to entertain as well, especially Kevin Owens. Yep. I hadn't seen a whole lot of Sami Zayn, but here recently, been able to see him when he fought Reigns at pay per view at, uh, at what. The castle, something overseas with where he from across the pond, and then able to see his whole back and forth with judgment. I mean, with um, with the tribal chief and all that that's going on. So I've really been able to finally been able to see Sami Zayn. So uh, they held up very well with me, man. Like you say, the Usos, they are they are very talented, man. They've been doing this for a very long time. Yep. And to see the show that they put on D, I was highly, highly impressed. Definitely, definitely was a good job by, for, them, for for WWE and Triple H and them to make that the main event because they definitely delivered. Man, I was so torn watching this match, man. I definitely wanted the Usos to win. I wouldn't have been mad if my pick would have been wrong. But look, I get I get the wrestling, man. I get the storylines. I get the vibes. And this storyline is, by the way, it's not over between it's not. Owens and Zayn versus the Usos. But I'll say this, man. Jay Uso is a star, bro. Jay Uso is a star. The way his demeanor and he kind of got this semi-schizophrenic type of mentality and his emotions are so up and down, up and down throughout the match. But what got me, man, was the ending of this match. Three Halula kits from Zayn <laughs> to Jay. And on that last one, they told him he loved them, popped them one more time, called them, dropped them down, and got that big one, two, three. And I was happy for Zayn and Owens. And like Black said... Owens has tasted a lot of success at WD. He was a former Universal Champion. He's been a United States Champion. He's had championship runs. Sami Zayn has not had championship runs. He was a former Intercontinental Champion, but that's really been it. But for them two together, they have been together 20 plus years. Indie wrestling, NXT, big stage with WWE. They are real life best friends like me and Black. They like... They are one in the same. When you see Kevin, you see Sammy. And I was just glad for them that they got the experience that moment together, man. So... Man, the bloodlines losing a little bit of wear and tear there. But, you know, it's all good. Sammy and Zayn. Um, Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens uh, win the titles. And uh, we'll see what's next. I'm going to say this real quick. You want to know something, D? What's that? This is WrestleMania or Raw we got coming up, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say tonight we might get a rematch. Of off the, the real? Off the real. Mm. I could be wrong. Okay. But I just it's, it's going to be a big match tonight And I think that's that could be it It could be I think we could get a rematch And we could see We could get the Usos Versus Sami Zayn and KO Again tonight For the main event on Raw It could be yeah. I wouldn't be mad if we did It could be But that was an excellent Wrap up the night one Alright Black Let's fly through Black 2 I'm going to run through Some results here Brock Lesnar defeated Omos In 4 minutes and 55 seconds And neither <laughs> one of those gentlemen Can move a lot And you saw They were very winded And very tired After 2 minutes of that match Brock Lesnar getting the win Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler win the Fatal 4-Way uh, Showcase match at WrestleMania. I mean, my God. Yeah, they they could have put the Andre the Giant a Battle Royal in, in place there. And I'm not going to diss these ladies, but let's just call a spade a spade. This was putrid. Yeah, what you mean? This was not good. It's okay to diss them, this bro. Is, no, I'm not going to diss them personally. I'm going to oh, diss oh. the performance. Like, Hell this yeah, performance and what they got going on, it was not great. It was not great. It just wasn't. And you could have put the Andre Memorial Battle Royal on here and gave Bobby Lashley a little bit of love. You could have gave him a little bit of love. But hey, I'm going to keep my thoughts there. You went there. to the restroom on it, didn't you? I turned the TV, actually. <laughs> well, I went to the restroom I turned to TV, actually. All right? All right, Black. 
Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship, defeating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre by pinfall. Black, we talk about Gunther in, in a very high level here uh, on the sports desk. What did you think about Gunther's performance taking care of Sheamus and Drew McIntyre? Man, I enjoyed the entire match, man. Drew McIntyre, uh, Sheamus, and Gunther. Gunther is the one how you how you see um, Austin Theory. I see Gunther being one of those guys next yeah. year, maybe winning the Royal Rumble, getting his chance, yeah. you know, to go to WrestleMania it. main event. It. He is an ultra talented guy, man, and he's some big dudes for real, man. Massive, guys. I mean, hard hitting, man. man. It, it's it's that match was there was a lot of power, hard there. hitting, man. But not a lot of athleticism, but power. We you got great a athleticism too now. We got some great athleticism. Yeah, but it was more power than mm-hmm. athleticism in that match. The hard hitting man. It, it it definitely was a really entertaining match. But Gunther, man, I really like his character. What they doing with him? Ready to see him take it up a notch, D. Yeah, love Gunther's uh, intro too uh, with his uh, stable mates. Um, just. Like Black said, he said it well. Power amongst power amongst power in this match. The chops, the kicks, and the way Gunther just seized the moment towards the end of that match, annihilating Sheamus and Drew and getting the win to retain the Intercontinental Championship. It's going to be very interesting Interesting how WWE, uh, uh, their pace with Gunther. And I feel like, Black, once we get back around to the Royal Rumble, will Gun- Gunther should be in a position where, hey, he could be a favorite to win this thing and get him a, a world title shot at uh, next year's uh, WrestleMania. All right, Black, Bianca Belair defeats Asuka and retains the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Black, we talked about the booking of, of Bianca Belair. Um, and no discredit to Asuka. But um, this spot right here, we kind of feel like it could have been something bigger for Bianca. But let's just call it what it is. That was a good match. It I delivered. Mean, it Asuka delivered. and Bianca, that was a good match. But the highlight of... Uh, the match was Bianca's interest, entrance, man, and, and, and the young girls that were on full display. And me and you were talking yesterday about Bianca's impact with the young uh, girls, black girls um, in, in, in the country and, and around the world. And, and, and you see what she means to them. Um, the energy, the hair, the style, the flash, the the, the confidence, everything that Bianca displays. And, and you want to see Bianca go through a little bit of a change. But then I was mentioning the black. She can't. Because she has the John Cena effect. And John Cena meant so much to the youth that WWE could not disturb that. It's the same thing like Hogan when he was red and yellow for so long. Mm-hmm. You don't bother it. And I think that's where Bianca is now. And Triple H reported yesterday some very, very tough news. The youngest of the camp, the small little girl who was the contortionist, that's what they called her. Her mother passed away that morning. Oh man! Her mother passed away that morning, mm. and she still somehow, some way, wanted to take the opportunity to come out there. All of those young girls are from Compton, California, and she somehow, some way, got out there and did her thing. Triple H revealed that last night at the post uh, WrestleMania conference, man. So just a beautiful thing to see, and it explains why Bianca was so emotional. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Bianca was crying. While she was coming down the stage mm-hmm. and Bianca knew what the young girl was doing and she just was so amazed. Like, how was she doing this? You know, after losing her mother earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Black, what were your thoughts on just what we saw last night with Man, Bianca? Man, um, it was it was amazing watching that. We were on the phone while she was entering the yeah. match, her entrance. So yeah. to be able to see that man and 
what 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 she stands for, and we were saying, but there's no way you can take that belt Can't. off of uh, Bianca because she she means so much to the black little girls around the world. And man, just to see her effect with kids and anything that Bianca do, her character, you know, her mm-hmm. ponies. You see, you see girls wearing the long ponytail now f- for some reason, but it's because of Bianca, you know. Mm-hmm. And to see to see the, when you go look at Raw's. Raw or SmackDown in any pay per view, you see, you see Bianca in the crowd. You see little Biancas in the crowd, and man, it's amazing that you know the impact that she's having on kids. It's kind of like John Cena with kids. His impact over with kids, man, was huge, and that's how Bianca's going to be. And WWE, uh, they have some Triple H. They have something here with Bianca. Of course, I expect them to probably keep this belt on her as long as they can because her impact it goes. Way farther than what she does in the ring, D. Yep. It's rural ride uh, with her character. Right. Yeah, shout out to Bianca Belair for sure. And shout out Oscar, man, for putting on a, a quality match last night. All right, man. Bit of craziness, man. Shane McMahon made his return yesterday in the impromptu match versus the men's. Tan is quad last night, man. Um, it was good to see Shane. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to keep it real. I didn't need to see Shane. I think you had guys like Bobby Lashley who could have took that spot. You had LA Knight who could have took that spot. And, and, and I get the... I I guess salute to Shane McMahon in that situation, but unfortunately Shane went in there and got very injured and had surgery first thing this morning. And um, shout out to Snoop Dogg for improvising in the improv that he showed that was totally off script. I knew that it was, and Triple H confirmed that. Triple H said any other guy would have been in there like, hey, what do we do? What do we do? And Snoop knew that Shane is hurt. We have to do something to clear this spot. And he did. And shout out to the Miz as well. Like, that was professionalism. That was showmanship. Like, you can't pay for that. Mm-hmm. There's not a, enough money that you could pay Snoop or the, Miz to, the, or the Miz to do what they did last night to keep the audience in sync after what happened to Shane. And you know what? I just love what they're doing with the Miz now. It's like Miz is one of those do-over guys, but he do it so well. Mm-hmm. You know, he one of the guys people pick on and get, get, a, get a quick win in. But Miz is so great at it. You know, mm-hmm. I see why WWE have him doing exactly what he's doing, man. I just love The Miz. And then shout out to Snoop Dogg as well. Man, just to be Great job off the there, top man. of his head, man, that's just an awesome job, job man. Yeah. And I know Triple H, Triple H and them had to be very pleased with Snoop, you know, for yeah, he just said improv it. like that. He said it. He said at the post, man, that that was all Snoop and Miz. They had nothing to do mm-hmm. with that whatsoever. So that was very dope to see. All right, man, let's get to the hell and the cell edge taking care of the demon Finn Balor by a pinfall last night. Vin took a tough spot last night, man. Split his brain wide open. Mm. He had to get several stitches. During the match, I started to be concerned for Balor because he was wobbling around. He was a little woozy. He was losing a lot of blood at one point in the match, but he continued to maintain um, his character and, and just kept it pushing, man. And losing by a concerto was the only way to put uh, Balor down. Black, what was your thoughts? You know, before I kick it to you, that hell in the cell is not going to be something that I remember. I'm just going to be real. Um, but for the spot where it was, I'm okay with it. The match wasn't bad, but I was really expecting a little bit more, mm-hmm. and we didn't get that. And I just want to know what your thought was just on the the, the the scene of what you were watching with the Hell in Cell. Yeah, yeah, I would. It, it was a good match, but I, I I I'm with you. I expected a lot more. I thought we was gonna get some high flying. You know, mm. maybe off top of the cage or something like that. We didn't get none of that. It was just a lot of bringing out the, you know, the, the chairs and the tables, yeah. the ladders, you know. And then it seemed like once um, 
Vin Balor got busted open, and that's the first time I, as long as I've been watching wrestling to see them bring a, a doctor in for for them to check somebody in the middle of a match. I've never seen that before, right. so that's how I knew. Oh, that's something serious. But mm-hmm. after that happened, it kind of seemed like it took a lot of the you know excitement away that it had away from it because, like you say, Vin, uh, Vin was acting kind of like he was out of it and everything in that match. Right. But um. It it I feel like it could have been a lot better than what we got. I was looking for more high flying, more drama. Like I know you had said you expected judgment. They probably get uh get in on it, and they didn't. It was literally just them two. So um, mm-hmm. I'm not you know I'm not down in it, but uh, I feel like that probably could have been a start off, open the night or something yeah. like that with type of match. But it definitely uh, could have lived up to a little more hype than uh, what we got. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, man. Let's close it out, man. Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, the main event of the evening. Roman Reigns defeats Cody Rhodes by pinfall to retain the Universal Undisputed Championship. Black, this match was 34 minutes and 35 seconds. I must say it is... Definitely one of the contenders of the better matches of the WrestleMania weekend. Reigns is just the best. He is just the best in the ring. Cody brought it. I love both intros. And 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 there was a spot in there. Well, I said, dear Lord, it's about to be over. It's about to be over. But I didn't like the finish. Mm. I didn't like the finish. Solo coming back after he was ejected from the fight. Coming from the match, coming in, hitting Cody with the spike when Cody was in obvious position, position yeah. to win the title. I didn't like how it ended. I could, I thought the quality of the match deserved a better mm. ending, and that kind of lets me know that Cody and Roman, they're not done. They're not done. I don't think a new challenger is ready to take on Reigns right now. Mm-hmm. If you think so, let me know. But I don't think there's yeah, a challenger ready for no him right now. Yeah, I think yeah. you got to keep going with Cody. And uh, overall, I'm not mad because I'm a huge Roman Reigns fan. I've been I've been howling this storyline since its inception. When it was just Roman and Jay. When it was just Roman and Jay before Paul even got there. Mm-hmm. So to see this thing come to where it is... I ain't mad. My boy still got some time on on his hands, and I want him to break that thousand days. He deserves it. Yeah, he deserves it. If he breaks a thousand, he go past somebody, right? Well, he ties Hogan, Brutal San Martino, and one other superstar. Yeah, it's There'll only one guy he won't never catch though. It's yeah, he <laughs> won't. Uh, yeah, I can't remember that, but he won't go seven years straight. Black, what was your thoughts on the main event? Uh, Reigns retained. Man, I, I enjoyed it. Man, I enjoyed it for the end like that. It's, it always sucked when I seen. Uh, when I seen uh, what's it, Solo Solo come out, I was like, man, come on, why Solo coming out yeah. here, man? And then he had his gear on, and I was like, he gonna interfere. I said it in my head anyway. Mm-hmm. He gonna interfere in some type of way, man. I mm-hmm. already knew it. So, mm-hmm. but I was like, man, the match, what what we got from Reigns and Cody, man, it was spectacular, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, from the intros and everything, man, and. Um, Cody showed out, man. Roman Reigns is just Roman Reigns. Like I said, I ain't gonna, I wouldn't go against the man until he lose, mm-hmm. you know. And he didn't lose. He came, he came through once again, and 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 the story goes on. It goes I on. I'm, I'm ready for Raw tonight to see what happens. But shout out to Cody. Shout out to Roman Reigns on a very good ending of WrestleMania uh, main event on Sunday night. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. Um, all right, man. So WrestleMania, man, thirty-eight was. Well, excuse me, thirty-nine. Next year is forty. My bad. Um, great, great, great pay-per-view. A lot of bright spots there. One of the better WrestleManias, man. That 
that I've seen, you know, in its totality in a long time, man. So shout out to Triple H and the WWE superstars, man, for putting on a great show. All right, Black, a little bit uh, more news before we move on for wrestling. WWE, they have officially uh, been sold. All right. So WWE has sold 51% of its shares to Endeavor, which owns the UFC. How significant is this? Well, Endeavor has now have control major uh, stake and majority ownership in the UFC and WWE. Vince McMahon will still own 50%. Endeavor will own 51%. They are looking for a more global approach. You see main events in Cardiff, Wales, Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Next month for Backlash, they're going to Puerto Rico. WWE is trying to take it to another level and reach its global fans. From time to time, they head over to the UK and things like that. But for the majority, they stay in the United States where they want to expand. So there's going to be a lot more opportunities and, and things to come about. Now, for those who are wondering, will the two merge and do these interpromotional things? No, not saying that some UFC guys might not want to come over and have some spots in some WWE TV or I'm not going to say that. But you're, you're you're not going to get, you know, uh, hell, who's a John Jones versus Omos? You're not going to be saying nothing <laughs> crazy like that, bro. So more details will be coming out. I mean, Vince McMahon, 50 plus years of running the WWE. He got himself in some heat, got himself in some trouble, but he's not selling because of that. I think a lot of people feel like he's selling his 50% uh, of his 51% of his stake because he's, that's not what he's doing. This is how the rich get richer. When you have opportunities, when companies come along to elevate your company once again. And that's what's happening here with WWE. So stay tuned, stay close. We'll have more information as this thing develops. Um, but this is a massive day today for sports entertainment in general. And uh, I'm looking forward to see exactly uh, what comes about with Endeavor now being the majority stake owner of the WWE. And yes, Triple H is expected to keep his role. Vince McMahon will be the executive chairman still. And they have not announced any changes, just like Dana White remained president over the UFC when that deal was done about six to eight years ago. WWE was uh WWE and UFC together combined for a 21.4 billion dollars. I'm gonna say that again. WWE and the UFC combined for 21.4 billion dollars. That is insane. Them pockets deep, my boy. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. All right. All right, man. Let's get up out of wrestling. All my wrestling fans out there, we got y'all. We was going to hold it down. All right, but let's get to women's college basketball. Women's college basketball had a hell of a year this year. So many bright spots, man. The tournament was really, really good. Uh, Caitlin uh, Clark and, and Angel Reese and uh, Aaliyah Boston, just so many different uh, bright spots in uh, women's college basketball. The Final Four, Caitlin Clark had a hell of a run. Then they knock off South Carolina on Friday. Uh, LSU with uh, uh, Kim Mulkey and, and reviving that Tiger program. They were on the collision course of the national championship. Ultimately, LSU wins the national championship. But guess what, guys? We can't talk about that today. Let me turn this down. Man, what them bells at, We man? can't talk about that today because, of course... <laughs> It's always something. It's always something, okay? So, as all of you know, Caitlin Clark has been getting... Uh, oh, I want to say this first. My thoughts and what are about to be says, said have nothing to do with Caitlin Clark. It has nothing mm -hmm. to do with her. She is phenomenal. She is a great player. She is a sight to behold if you love sports. 
This has nothing to do with Caitlin Clark, and I just want to preface that before we get into it. Trapaholics mixtapes. Danny Cannell. Mm. Danny Cannell. You sit up here and you tweet your little fingers about a college kid, black young woman, and Angel Reese, the Baton Rouge Barbie, and you call her an idiot. She's classless. She's promoting what we don't like about sports, so forth and so on. Caitlin Clark, a couple days ago, does the same exact gesture that Angel Reese did to her with the John Cena, you can't see me. And there's nowhere on the timeline of many people saying anything about Caitlin Clark in a negative way. Matter of fact, what do we get, Black? We got that she had swag. We got that she's a dog. We got that, oh, she ain't nobody to play with. We got all of those complimentary things when you're talking about a competitor who's expressing themselves. I mean, by God, we've seen Jordan and Kobe and Tom Brady. We know, we know what competitive fire looks like, right? Mm-hmm. But Angel Reese does the same exact thing as Caitlin Clark, and now it's a problem. So here on the sports desk, we don't sugarcoat nothing. It's because she's black. (laughs) A black female athlete who has long, beautiful, weavy hair, eyelashes that are promptly taken care of, beautiful nails on her fingers, and exuberating that pizzazz that most African-Americans display on the day-to-day basis. Let's call it what it is. But people like Danny Cannell, who's been given a credential for what? Because I don't know why Danny Cannell has a voice to do what he does when he takes time to take shots at people like Angel Reese. Angel Reese, be you. You said it yourself. I ain't never going to be apologize for being who I am. And I'm going to take it a step further, just like Shannon Sharp said today on Undisputed. No, 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 no. They want you to, they, no, they're mentioning it. You don't need to apologize for being unapologetically black. Hmm. The uproar is disgusting and disturbing because she don't look like you. Caitlin Clark is as clean as a whistle as they come. Tight ponytail, no makeup, just a ball player, right? From Iowa. You love this is this is the this is what we need. This is what needs to be the example of all of our young girls. Not an Angel Reese. Angel Reese has to deal with people saying you're too hood, you're too ghetto, you're too negative, you're too this, you're too that. Why? Because she's an expressive of a person and she looks the way that she looks. This is what I be, this is what we talk about. This is what we talk about on the biggest stage. Every week we talk about stuff like this, man. Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese did the same exact things because I saw Caitlin Clark tell a Louisville player to shut up you down 15. <clears throat> but that was said that she had fire. She had passion and desire. But Angel Reese, that's not what she did. She was being ghetto or she was being black. We need to cut this out, man. When y'all when, when when are the people who talk reckless like this be are going to be held accountable like Danny Cannell? Huh? 
I wish I could talk to Danny. Because I also, I got some questions for Danny that I want to ask him. That you take the time to talk about a 19-year-old young woman in college getting a higher learning experience. She's a national champion. She's an All-American and one of the best players in college basketball. And she resembled a competitive fire and a competitive nature. And now she's classless and she's an idiot? You look at that Angel, Angel Reese's daddy. Hmm. You look at that Angel Reese's daddy. And I hope Angel Reese's daddy bought that. Because if, if his daughter's like that, I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> We got to stop this. We got to stop this. Black, white, Puerto Rican, and Asian, if you got competitive five, let's just call it what it is. And if you're uncomfortable by black skin and you're uncomfortable by the energy and the the hoorah and the way we express ourselves, well, maybe you need to go over there and see what them boys doing over there at the lacrosse field. <laughs> go holler at them boys who play lacrosse, bruh. Because it's only a matter of time for we take over Lacoste, too. It's only a matter. It's going to take only one of us to come to Lacoste, and it's over. It's over. <laughs> Black, what's your thoughts on this disgusting behavior? Led. I'm going to say led. He ain't lead it, but I'm going to say <laughs> by Danny Canelo. Man, look. Uh, D, this is disgusting, man. But, D, this, this is something we've been dealing with for a very long time. You feel mm. me? You could you could go back to the uh, Deanna Taurasi's of the world. The oh, Brianna yeah. Stewart's of the world, oh, yeah. uh, Sabrina, Brittany, uh, Sabrina, Kobe Bryant's goddaughter uh-huh. who played for Oregon. Mm-hmm. You can go back to her Sabrina when they Nesco. when they do when they do things like show show showmanship and I mean just passion and what they doing they get applauded. But then you got the Skylar Diggins of the world. Mm. And then you get then you got uh Angel Reese. Mm-hmm. You got Britney Griner. Mm-hmm. When they show passion, oh they ghetto. Excuse me, dummies. Mm-hmm. Do we know what the word ghetto means? They don't. These girls are not even ghetto. They were raised in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You asses. But you want to place ghetto on them. They come from beautiful homes. Mm-hmm. They just happen to go to college and play basketball. Following in the footsteps of their brothers or sisters or mothers. But you want to call them ghetto because they look and act a certain way. Let's stop this. Danny Cannell, you disgust me. For you to call somebody dumb and ignorant. You, why? This is a kid, 19 years old. A child. What are you doing? You're an ass. You have kids her age. You have children her age. And you want to sit there and judge a 19-year-old? How did that make you look dummy? D, this has to stop. There's something we've been dealing with. And I hate they had to get to here to see Angel Reese do something out of passion. And when Caitlin Clark did it, it was okay. But it's it's like our black girls, they have to sit back, be mute, be quiet, be cute, and don't say a thing. And that's not right, D. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing it for so long in, in women's basketball. Mm-hmm. It ain't just now. People thinking it's just now because this one case. No. It's been going on a long time. Back when Candace Parker. Mm-hmm. This is a nasty situation here. And like you say, no disrespect to Clayton Carr, but no. when she was trash talking or throwing the ball, people say, oh, why is she getting a flagrant foul? She throw the freaking ball away when the ref was asking for the basketball. Dummies, That's if you know basketball, that's a technical foul. But we want to say, oh, man, why did she get a check there? Well, go back and look at the game. Mm-hmm. It's okay 
for little white girls to show that type of passion because that's not their background or what what they come from. So that's okay, D. Is that what it is? Mm. But the black girls who come from the type of background and how we're looked at and what we're what what we are is ghetto mm-hmm. and because because we're ghetto and black and passionate we just supposed to sit back and be quiet mm-hmm. no that is not that if i'm in the basketball game if it was my daughter she i'm gonna be happy she's doing the same thing to caitlin clark because mm-hmm. she just did it mm-hmm. and for y'all to jump on this young kid like that the very next morning or the same day y'all are disgusting for that at the end of the day, it's competition is basketball. That's what happened. We see it every day in sports. Men do it. The women should be allowed to do it as well. And there should be no, no backlash behind it. Mm-hmm. If I beat the smithereens out of somebody, you know what me and D gonna do? Oh, we finna laugh in their face, bro. Yeah, bro, good, got, good job, but you got your brains beat in. And that's <laughs> what happened. Yeah. Iowa State got they behind beat and kicked by a better team. Who wanted it more? Mm-hmm. So let's stop this narrative of y'all trying to put how black little girls supposed to be and what they supposed to be doing. No. Call it These what are, it is, they, man. They, they are very highly athletic women doing what they're supposed to be, going to school, getting the education, doing the right things and being passionate about what they believe in and what they, the, the game that they play. So y'all cut it out. Danny Cannell, get your, get your life together, bruh. Get your life together. Because you look like a pretty clown out here in the streets and in the media. It ain't told you yet. Yeah. D, this is this is 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 wild that we even gotta talk about this. We should just be talking about how how great of a uh tournament these girls put on, LSU, Iowa, South Carolina, all that. And then you d- and I'm done. Then you dummies wanna look at South Carolina girls basketball team and call them. Oh, they get on their hood. How in the hell do y'all get that? Hmm. A team full of girls, they just, because they had success, Don Staley has built a powerhouse. Oh, they don't, oh, they ghetto. They hood. They don't need to be playing. Ba- These are kids. What are we talking about? Does that college to get an education and happen to play basketball at a high level? And living out their dream. People need to stop using the hood and ghetto word. And understand the meaning for it. Because that's not what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Y'all, they using the words D and don't know what it means. Mm-hmm. D, I'm not impressed with this. This is, this is crazy that we even got to talk about it. But <clears throat> shout out to LSU, man, on a heck of a season. And shout out to Clayton Cartman on an amazing tournament. That girl was hooping. She was hooping the whole tournament. Shout out to her too as well, man. And hopefully we ain't got to deal with nothing like this, man, moving forward. But it's it's, it's just very classless of Danny Cannell to be an ass like that, D, and (laughs) want to talk about this young lady. Yeah, yeah. For all those who out there who are don't understand what me and Black are saying, and and, and you want to say it's not about that, and it's, it's not we're not saying it in that way. No, 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 no. This is one of the clearest examples that I've ever seen. We watched Caitlin Clark tell the player to shut up. You're down 15. You can't see me. All of that. We saw that just the night before. And it was called fiery. It had, she had passion. She's a dog. She's tough. And then just 24 hours later, Angel Reese 
did the same thing, did the same thing. And she didn't even say a word to Caitlin Clark. But she was called class, classless, she's an idiot, and ghetto, and hood. That's the conversation for anybody out there who don't understand the conversation. All right? We're moving on. All right? So shout out, like Black said, to uh, LSU, man, for winning uh, the national championship. Kim Mulkey. Hey, she, you got to you gotta put her up there, man, with one of the best, to. man. Got I mean, to. Gino, uh, uh, rest in peace, Pat Summit, um, and, and, and Kim Mulkey, man. I mean, my God, LSU women's basketball are national champions, man. And, and I was saying earlier today, man, Kim Mulkey, man, shout out to her. Like, LSU women's or men basketball hadn't done anything. No. Nah. It never won anything. Yeah. And to, well, to have, for her to for her to be from Louisiana, play for Louisiana uh tech or a school like that she's from louisiana come back home and be able to deliver a championship in 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 in, a, in two years d that's amazing man i don't really mess with kim Moke like that because mm-hmm. of the whole britney grinder thing yeah yeah, yeah but, but 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 I'm, I'm just keeping it basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. i just want to put that out there because yeah, i don't yeah. know about anything else. no 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 mm-hmm. i don't really mess with kim Moke. yeah yeah 100 you were talking basketball it is what it is yeah. that's what she's done and we just calling it how we see it alright Black this week oh well before we get to this weekend Black tonight Monday night we're recording on this Monday the men's national championship game will be tipping off at, <laughs> at 9 o'clock this is absolutely disgusting but San Diego State the 4th seed will be, I mean the 5th seed will be going against UConn the 4th seed they advance from their final four matchups knocking off FAU and Miami respectfully Black who is your NCAA champion after tonight's game uh, UConn by double digits woo calling for a Blowout. UConn by double digits. Yeah, I'm gonna go with UConn as well. <laughs> I think San Diego State will make it interesting because they do play very they good do well. defense. They do. But uh UConn, man, it's just amazing the gear that they have turned on into this tournament. Not one game has been close, and and and, and they're just gonna keep their energy going, man. So me and Black both predict that the UConn Huskies will be cutting down the net their first national championship since 2016 when Kimba Walker and, and, and company went on that magical, magical run. All right, Black, this weekend, UFC 287, I believe. Yeah, UFC 287. Big card, man. And let's go ahead and start at the very top. Former undisputed middleweight champion, Israel, the stylebender Adesanya, looks to regain his middleweight championship as he goes up against a man that he's never beaten. Alex Pereira is now the middleweight champ. Black does Adesanya. Go in and get it back. Man, I hope he do. I just don't know if he will, D. I don't know if he will. It's it, That's one thing about UFC, man. It, when, when you meet these guys that you can't beat, and we already seen before you even got to the UFC, he beat you, beat you to smithereens. Knock you out. You know, so, D, it's going to be tough. I hope, I hope Adesanya can find a way to get that strap back because I think this would be good for his... Uh, his 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 career moving forward, and we had you that when he lost the belt, you were kind of disgusted about because how you lose to a guy who only had four fights yeah. in the UFC, yeah. you know. And man, you gotta you got I think he gotta right this ship. I think he needs to get this belt back. But D, Pereira is no joke, man. I mean, Adesanya was doing whatever he wanted to do with that man in in the last round. Pereira uh, Pereira walked him down. Pereira, Pereira walked yeah. him down and knocked him out. D so. I'm really up in the air, but I hope, and if I had to pick right now, I'm going to say Adesanya by decision. For the title? For the title. Man, it yes. can't go down like that, man. By decision. Champions get the, and it, the one thing we see in the UFC, 
Champions get the advantage. I can't even remember the last time a champion but in a dominant performance. In a dominant performance, I still don't I believe rem- he I was he was dominant in a performance one round. All he got to do is correct that one round and be dominant, and he wins by decision. I, I, if he wins a good no, knockdown, he I, wins by decision. I, so I, I, I feel like he can right his wrong, be dominant, and write that get all five rounds unanimous and get his belt back. We don't see titles change hands by decision a lot in the UFC. We and it don't. would make me we very, don't. very nervous. I don't think he's going to be able to stop her. I don't think he's going to be able to stop him. I'm so just he saying, got to him. I know, I'm just saying, it would make me very nervous mm-hmm. if Adesanya has to go to decision to try to get this title back. I understand. And, I, yeah, yeah. and this is not in his favor. But... I'm going to call it like we've seen it over and over <laughs> again in the UFC. When you taste defeat yeah, and you were champion, there's not a handful of people to say that I went and got it back. We just seen it. We just seen it. Usman mm. dominated Leon into the kick to the face. And then he get his rematch. And he loses by unanimous decision. Split decision. The one thing about Adesanya that everybody says he plays too much. But that's who he is. That makes him who he is. The the flamboyance, the craftsmanship, the artistry, the cockiness, the conceitedness that he has about himself and his talent. He is ultra, ultra talented. And he is still very, very young, man. But it's in his head, and I don't care what he says. He ain't beat this man. Mm. This man is beating him and and oh, Joe Rogan had said it best the other day. Joe Rogan said he followed him everywhere he went and he took everything from him. Mm. And I don't care what Adesanya says. He's talking all the best game right now that he's good to go, but I don't care what he says, man. This man has taken it from you wherever you've gone. <laughs> and when you see Alex, he's a killer. He doesn't blink when he talks. <laughs> But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go against what I say week in and week out. I'm gonna go from what my eyes seen, and I'm gonna go with my heart. <laughs> Style bender. TKO. Fourth round of this fight, and he gets his title back. But I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all here. I don't believe what I just said. I don't. Because he gonna have to go take something. Mm-hmm. And when champion takes defeat, he lost by TKO. He didn't get knocked out like Usman did, but he lost by TKO. That's the only thing that really giving me hope. Because if he was knocked out unconscious, like Usman, like Usman, I would have took Alex. Okay. But he didn't get knocked out unconscious. He had the ability to, you know, stay within his wits and get over immediately right after the fight and be like, "What the hell's going on?" But he sent you looping, my boy. Eh? <laughs> but I'm gonna take out Asanya, man. Fourth round, I'm gonna say TKO because Black, you are right. He had his way with Alex the entire fight. It is Adesanya looked like the best fighter. Period. It's not even close, but we mm-hmm. know what we know at UFC. It take one. It just takes one. And now you're down and you've lost. And that's what happened to him last time. We will see. I am very nervous. And concerned about this fight 
on Saturday night. Let me ask you this real quick before we move on. If he loses this fight, what does this do for Adesanya, in your opinion? I think it puts him in a terrible spot. Okay. Because you can't fight so him. So he has win. to get this belt he back. He has to win. Usman didn't have to win because he was already solidified, in my opinion, as one or two. And in you don't feel like Adesanya was solidified No, 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 no. He still had work to do. Anderson Silva lapped the division three times. Okay. He lapped him three times. Adesanya still has challengers. When Rock, I mean, when uh, was uh, what's the boy name who beat my no disrespect? What's the guy name who beat uh Silver? Uh, Whiteman. When Chris, Chris Whiteman. When yeah. Chris Whiteman and Silver, Anderson Silver have been middleweight champion for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not the same. So I'm nervous, man, and I hope Izzy gets this done. Because if he don't, he going to have to lead a middleweight division. Ooh, leave it. He going to have to go to light heavyweight or he going to have to go down to welterweight. Too small for light heavyweight. He, he going to be stuck. So we going to see what takes place, all right? Co-main event, Gilbert Burns versus Jorge Street Jesus Mavidal. Masvidal ain't won a fight since COVID. <laughs> but he finds his way back in another high-profile fight against a very game Gilbert Burns, both former welterweight championship challengers. Black, who wins this fight? Burns or Masvidal and inches closer to a title shot, really, because we have a new champion there in Leon Edwards. Yeah, well, Masvidal came out today and said if he if he loses, this could be his last fight if he loses in front of his hometown. So we're going to see. I think this is going to be a very good fight. You got to, you got to think Mazadar going to try to put on a show and make something happen. But uh, Gilbert Burns is highly skilled, man. He is. I mean, he's 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 one tough out. You know, I think I think this rat match is, is going to be a big time. I could see one of these dudes possibly getting a shot. Whoever wins out of Leon and Covington, I could see one of them getting a shot. Um, D, but man. I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to go Gilbert Burns, man. I'm going to go Gilbert Burns uh, shuts, uh, uh, shots Mazadal down. I'm going to say this one. I'm going to say this one go five rounds. Unanimous decision. Gilbert Burns way. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I really ain't have to think about it. I mean, <laughs> look, Masvidal is important to the UFC because of the energy that he brings. He had the greatest knockout in UFC history. Knocking out... Uh, I, Funk Master or whatever his name is, uh, Ben Askren. Funk Master Ben Askren with a, with a knee had the ball snoring. Greatest knockout I ever saw. Greatest knockout ever in the sport. In eight, what what was it? Four seconds or Four something seconds. like that. Mm-hmm. So he's his claim to fame is his moments. Let's go, let's let's keep it real. All right, with well, Masvidal, he got absolutely whooped by Usman. He got whooped by Usman twice. Twice. His soul left his body right here in Jacksonville. Man, we, we seen fe- it. We felt it right here in the room. I bro. looked out the window and his soul was going to see hey, the king. Listen boy. to me, bro. He came down and sat next to us. His he soul definitely did. <laughs> right here in the city. <laughs> and then Kobe bust him up. Kobe bust him up. He got with Kobe in the first round, but then he bust him up. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anything from Masvidal that makes me say, "Man, he's 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 ready for title contention." I haven't. Gilbert Burns, he done lost his last two or three, too. Well, he won his last one. He he won his last one on the shelf. That's he fine. Last, yeah. He okay, won that's fine. Yeah. So, I'm going I'm to say he's lost his last two out of three then. Mm-hmm. Because we seen what Usman did to him, had him crying after the match. 
And then he fought what she got from overseas. Uh, he went the distance with him. Leon? Leon? No, not Leon. Um, the the guy from overseas, man, with the bald head and the beard, man. I don't know. You're that that about. that Covington always be picking on. Come shot. Come, you call him come shot. I don't know. You talking Cause, about man. The guy who fought Burns and Burns took him. They thought he was supposed to get Burns out of there quick, and Burns took him all the way to the distance. I don't the remember. up and coming dude. Oh, uh, hey. I don't I don't. oh, uh, uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, Covington called that boy cum shot. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. I know you're talking about, man. <laughs> I can't think of his name right now, but yeah. But you know, I don't know, man. I, I think that um, Gibbert wins this fight. Does Gibbert get a title shot after this? No, I don't think he get a title shot after this. I don't. I really don't. So. Hopefully it's a good fight. Miami, Florida. You got some other uh, uh, big-time names on here. Kevin Holland will be in uh, action. Christian Rodriguez will be in action. Kevin Gaslam will make his return uh, to the UFC. Um, so you do have some pretty good talent. This fight is in Miami, Florida, man. My UFC hasn't been to Miami in quite some time. Um, so this is going to be an event. And um, you got to have Masvidal <laughs> on, the on this car, yeah. man, because he is Miami. He is Miami, man. All right, all right, Black. Before we move on to the NBA, UFC 287 this weekend, man. This weekend, hopefully, it is a great card. A lot of great sporting events uh, happening uh, this weekend. So, before we get um, into um, the NBA, I'm going to replay uh, this foolishness that came across uh, my phone last week, and we let it. Uh, we let it slide, but it wasn't on purpose. So I'm going to play this again, and we're going to get into it. Nobody fears Brock. Nobody's like, damn, I got to go play this Brock. Nobody said that. I don't know why. Right. Because I've seen people be scared when they actually line up to them, but they're not scared thinking about that matchup. Right. You hear anybody from that era talk about going against Jordan, there's a fear. Right. So when you have people that fear a player, and that's telling you something different already. Like, Jordan's just that guy. Like, everything was, I want to be like Mike. Right. Nope. <laughs> you trash! You're not hooping! Thanks to Grace! Griselda, 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 Griselda. Trapaholics mixtapes. Mario, what, what, what's up, bro? You, you, you're trying to get on and get your own podcast. I mean, you're on a media run. Like, what's up, Mario? What What is this? What is this, Mario? You're taking the time. Mario, how the hell you know that people were scared of Michael Jordan? You weren't out there. Mario, how you know about all these mythical stories about Michael Jordan? You wasn't out there. <laughs> Mario, you played with this man. Let's call it what it is. You was mad because LeBron and D-Wade and Chalmers, because you ain't going to talk about Wade. You just feel like LeBron could be the one to talk to because they treated you like a LeBron. You was LeBron to them, man. When they went out to the nightclubs, you couldn't go. When they was hanging out doing all that, you couldn't go. You was a jit to them. Let's just call it what it is, man. You got that little brother syndrome against Braun and Wade and them boys. That's what it is, bro. And you sit up here and you fix your crusty mouth. This ain't nobody was fear about LeBron James. Let me give you a little history lesson real quick. Do you know how the Boston Celtics Big Three got together? Garnett, Ray Allen, and Paul 
because they were scared of LeBron and Cleveland. People want to say the Miami Heat was the first big three and oh my God, D-Wade and them, they, I can't believe they did this to basketball. I'm sorry. Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett were the first super team. You should know that, Mario, because they will beat your brains in before Miami got, before LeBron got to Miami. <laughs> you sit up here, and then it happened again. After LeBron ran through the Miami Heat, then guess who was next? Oh, the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, Darren Williams, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. We're going to go to Brooklyn. Smoke them two. Oh, and it wasn't over. Let's talk about Atlanta. Mike Bibby, Joe Johnson, Al Horford, all that. Smoke them too. So teams ain't, people ain't afraid <clears throat> of LeBron. How do a man who, he went to the NBA Finals nine straight years. <laughs> By himself. But no one's scared of this man, huh? Mario Chalmers, you are disgusting, and I wish I had that Cameron and Mace clip to play right now because they told the truth on you. Play Cameron for 20 bands so Cameron can dust you. <laughs> Shout out Dipset. <laughs> Mario, please. You can talk, bruh. You can share stories, bruh, but don't do this, bruh. You ain't play with Michael. You ain't play in that era. You just hear the stories like the rest of us. You played with Braun. You played with him. He helped you and got you championship rings, and you were playing in consecutive NBA Finals. Mario, you wouldn't have been there without him. Mm. Mario, you might not have been a starter for the Heat without him. Because when you went to the Memphis Grizzlies, I never heard of you again. Chalmers. Stop this, bro. If you want to get in the media, just call Brian and see if you can get on the shop, bro. <laughs> call somebody. But you need to stop this. This is insane. Of course, people fear LeBron James. The man left the Eastern Conference and them boys had a party. Because now somebody else can go to the NBA Finals. You mean to tell me when the man went to the Los Angeles Lakers and left the East, you don't think them boys said hallelujah? <laughs> Black, what's your thoughts on Mario Chalmers just sounding like a complete, spoiled, ungrateful little brother? Man, Mario just, just hurt, bro. He just hurt, bro. That's all it is because he, he wanted to be a star, bro, and he wasn't. Was it? Because... LeBron's about to dust him up on the bench when he, mm. he want to talk that crap. Yeah. And then he met that ball, didn't get swinged to him that Ray Allen hit that shot. Yeah, he hot. Talk about he was wide open. He definitely would have hit it, bro. This ain't Kansas, bro. This the NBA <laughs> Finals. It's a big difference, my guy. Some of you definitely hit it. You wouldn't have hit that shot. Mario need to chill out, man. He need to chill out. You know what, D? He could be right, though, on the field thing. Okay. He could be right. But LeBron, by far, in the East, dominated it. Like never before. Dominated it. Like never One before. thing about Michael Jordan hmm. and LeBron James, Michael needed help to get to his finals. Mm. Mm. LeBron James it. got there by himself several times. Several times. Several times. <laughs> he got there with you, me, and D. <laughs> That's who he got there with. 
Yeah. And you just sprinkle in whoever else you want to sprinkle in. Matter. So let's stop this, D. Please stop it, bro. Because if you want to say Michael Jordan was feared, the Pistons didn't fear Michael Jordan. They did not. (laughs) The Celtics didn't either. It seemed like Michael Jordan was the one that was feared of the Detroit Pistons. Come on, man. Please stop stop it, man. man. You weren't even born. You going off stories your daddy told you? Yeah, you were not, dude. And your daddy for damn sure wasn't on the court with Michael Jordan. (laughs) So you on the going off what he seen on TV. And what he saw on YouTube. <laughs> so we just need Come to stop, on, man. Bro. Stop this. If you if they didn't fear if they didn't fear LeBron James, they failed him. They come failed on, him. Come on, man. Of course. Come on, man. And come then on, after man. every game that they didn't fear him, they said, shit. <laughs> we can't beat this man. What are we gonna do? This man ran the East for over 10 years. He ran the East for over 10 years before he left it. A decade, bro. Everybody talking about more. The Warriors teamed up to beat LeBron. No, it was happening in the East before that even happened. Yeah, I, for- I forgot about the Warriors. <laughs> The only team that didn't have to team up were the San Antonio Spurs. That's it. <laughs> this is craziness, man. And they were in championships before LeBron yeah. even came to the yeah, league. Yeah, they were already there. They were already champions before he came. So let's stop it. Stop this, bro. What team you know has ran the East? What player you know has ran the Eastern Conference None. for more than a decade? Never seen it. You never saw it. No, it wasn't Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan left and came back. Yeah. So he didn't do it 10 years straight. Yeah. That's a fact. So let's stop it, please. Please stop it. Mario Chalmers, go get you something to do, bro. <laughs> go go help out one of your charities. Help these little kids come up do to be great bro. basketball players. Go to, go to your basketball Because you're real flawed, bro, out here in the streets, bro. Definitely flawed now. Definitely flawed now. Want to speak on LeBron because nobody didn't swing the ball your way so you can hit the open shot? And now ain't nobody That's the only him. reason you in these streets talking reckless. <laughs> you heard me? But you ain't Ray Allen, bruh. I'm going <laughs> to kick, I'm going to swing that thing to Ray every time. A hundred <laughs> out of a hundred times, Ray Allen going to get the ball. And anybody else who can ask Come you, on, they swinging it to Ray. Come on, he need to stop this, bro. That little brother hate. Man, Mario Chalmers, chill out, bro. Chill, Mario, You know, bro, bro you want to be on the pod? We're welcome to the sports desk. <laughs> yeah, come on through, Rio. Hey, them ratings going to go sky high. Yeah, come you on, on in the bus. You can sit right here with yeah. me and Black. <laughs> we got to speak for your partner. Stop But it, don't bro. go disrespecting the man come on, who man. made your little career. Yeah. Got who made your little career. Got you some hardware. You're yeah, our you NBA like champion because of who? Raymond. I mean, uh, LeBron. <laughs> Raymond James. Senior, I think you need to sit back and think about that, my guy, before you go out talking to the media like you just one of them dudes and you just know basketball. I know his phone was blowing up. You know it was. I know what he said. And we ain't heard from him since since he said Don't know where But then you want to come back the next day talk about I stand on what I said, bro. Shut up. Chill, Mario. Man, Mario, idiot out here, bro. Move, bro. Let's go, bro. Yeah, man. Spending our yeah, time we, talking we about this to, clown, bro. We bro. had to. He got by me last week. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Tyrone Copper for reminding me uh, last week that he squeaked by unscathed. But he ain't getting by this week because he was going to feel like you heard me. <laughs> All right, man. Let's go ahead and get into the NBA, man, because I done had enough of Mario Chalmers. My God. <laughs> Mario 
Foi que você faz. <risos> All right, Black. Some news before we get to the playoffs, uh, seedings, and the play-in. The NBA, the NBA, and the NBA PA have reached a brand new uh, deal. So we're not going to have a lockout this year. Thank the Lord. They signed a new seven-year deal with a six-year option out. Some of the particulars in this deal uh, that are out, we'll get more information as it goes. So the the cap and the luxury tax uh, will increase. Um, almost a hundred and twenty-two point seven million dollars, and what that means is when teams have to pay luxury tax for going over their uh, proposed salary for their players, uh, they will get a little bit more of a soft cushion there. Uh, it really goes for those veteran exemptions and stuff like that, where they bring players in to kind of help out uh, to build out a team. The teams won't be hit with so much. Uh, <clears throat> So much money that they have to owe uh, the NBA uh, because of it. Uh, a couple of key things in particular. You have a proposed new tournament that could take place midway through the season. Not a lot of details that have been really shown to be exactly what this will be. But, of course, we will be hearing more uh, in the coming uh, days. Also, uh, players who sign extensions, the money's just going to go up for these players. If you sign extensions coming off your previous deal, that I guess it's going to be a super-duper max contract now uh, <laughs> that you get the last deal uh, that was in place. That's how guys like Steph Curry will be able to get $200 million deals and 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 um Bradley Bill and guys yeah. Russell Westbrook there's been certain play- Dame Lillard that's only if they stay on their same if they, they stay on their team okay. because yeah they're able to uh get literally super a, super super, a super duper max you're talking about an excess of 25 to 50 millions plus oh man because you've been on your team so you're going to even see more money um that takes place here and um you won't be qualified for any Major NBA awards or uh, first team or second team, third team options if you don't play at least 65 games Mm. out of the 82. I am very happy about that. All this load management and stuff like that, I hate it for the game. I really, really do. They want to blame Kawhi Leonard for bringing in uh, uh, game management or whatever like that, but I ain't going to do Kawhi like that. This has been going on in the NBA for quite some time. I just I just think NBA, I just think Kawhi Leonard was the first one to figure out, hey, we can really take advantage of this or whatever, but I'm happy about that. So if you want to be the MVP or you want to be defense player of the year or you want to be first team, second team, third team, which all that means extra money for players if they get those achievements, you got to play the games. Also, positionless first team and second team, third team, all NBA players. You should not have point guard, small forward, power forward, shooting guard, and, 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 and center to get those positions for first team. There's been plenty of years where you probably shouldn't have had a center first team all NBA, but you had one. It is about time that we have this man so i'm very happy to see positionless all nba honors that is such a big 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 deal man i'm glad to see that man um so shout out to guys like uh jalen brown jalen brown is uh the president uh of the nba association um so it is it is 
awesome that he was a part of this deal. Other players, uh, Alex Caruso <laughs> and Taylor Horton Tucker and Chris Paul and uh, uh, many players that are playing in today's game were very, very um, involved with getting this done. So, Black, how do you feel about some of the new changes that are coming with the new CBA? Uh, I, I like some of them, especially the uh – Positionless uh, All NBA right. uh, Really want to see How this midseason Tournament Going to going to uh, come out mm-hmm. I know they had A big deal About the play in And now they finna Put a midseason Tournament yeah. You know I, would, it, would it end the field With all star Or like what you call Midseason So that's mm-hmm. what I'm ready To see what's Going to happen With that And shout out To the smokers In the NBA man You ain't got to Worry about being Tested for marijuana oh, and yeah. No more marijuana and Shout out to the Smokers man mm-hmm. You know So uh, they're changing a lot in the CBA, man, and I'm happy they was able to come to an agreement and uh, get this done because we definitely didn't want to sit through another lockout. No, again. No, no. So, uh, yeah, D, for me, just really want to see what's what's going to happen with this tournament. Love the uh, positionless All NBA. Yep. And bro, y'all got to play basketball, like D said, man. Y'all got to play. Y'all got to play. play. Y'all got to be on the flow. If you can play, play. You if you got to play all that uh my foot sore soreness. Come on, bro, take that mug up and go and get out there. And uh, do what you got to do. But I like I like some of the changes in the CBAD. Uh, can't wait to see what's going to happen with this midseason tournament, though. One thing I give Michael Jordan, man, he ain't missed many games. No, nah, he did They didn't. were talking about today. I think he had, out of his 15 career, eight or nine times he played all 82. All 82. And then they were saying LeBron only played all 82 twice in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I give Mike that, man. He was always on the court. And he said it before. He said, man, when we on the road... It's going to be that one kid in the stands that might not ever get to see you again. And yeah, it was he important said that on a documentary, too. Yeah, it was important yeah. to him to, to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that, these people pay their hard-earned money uh, to see that. I remember I went down to the Orlando Magic game, man, a few years ago, man. And, uh, you know, God bless him. Y'all know this is my guy. But Kobe didn't play. He didn't play. And it hurt me, man. Mm-hmm. It hurt me, man, because I never got a chance to get on the opportunity to see him play, man. So, you know, if you could play. I, I'm not, I mean, Kobe was hurt. But I'm just saying, like, if you go to the game, you're like, what? He ain't playing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That kind of make you feel away as a fan. You know what I'm saying? So if you can play, basically play, mm-hmm. play, man, because the game is driven off fan support. It's driven off that, man. So uh, those are the, some of the new CBA changes. Of course, we'll be talking about this more in depth as more information rolls out. All right, Black, let's get into the NBA playoff situation currently right now. It's going to give some of the matchups. The one seeds are idle. Um, they don't have an eight-seeded matchup because of the play-in. The two seeds. Well, your one seeds is Denver and Milwaukee right now. Your two seeds are Memphis in the West and Boston in the East. Those positions for the seventh spot are not available because of the play-in. Your matches that are pretty much almost set right now in the West, you have Phoenix versus the Clippers right now, and then you have Sacramento and Golden State in the Western Conference. Next up in the East, you have Cleveland versus the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and New York Knicks. That is going to happen. That's the one matchup that's locked in right now. Yeah. And then you have the Philadelphia 76ers potentially against the Brooklyn Nets in the first round. Right now, play-in status in the Western Conference, seven versus eight. You have the Lakers versus the Pelicans. And in the nine and ten spot, you have Minnesota versus OKC out in the East, seven and eight, Miami. Miami versus Atlanta. And in the 9-10, you have Toronto versus Chicago Black. Let's get into some of these standings right now. Let's go ahead and start in the East with the play-in situation. Looks like the play-in teams are set in the East. You have the uh, Miami Heat, the Atlanta Hawks, the Toronto Raptors, and the Chicago Bulls. Now, there is some room for some jumbling around there. 
You want to be in that seventh and that AFC spot so you can win and get in and not have to deal with the second game uh, versus the winner of the ninth and tenth seed. Black, out of these four teams, what two teams are you leaning on that you think are going to take that seventh and that AFC spot in the Eastern Conference? Well, I, I, uh, Toronto's been looking really good. They I think have. they dropped a, a one or two games here, but they've been they won like maybe <clears throat> five out of I mean five out of the last six. Five out of the last six uh, that I seen, and um, I love the way they're what they're doing. They have a great head coach too, man. To take all that young Nick talent Nurse, that he yep. has, Nick Nurse does a wonderful job, man. I could see him getting a big time job here soon and out of Toronto. But um, uh, you got guys like Van Vliet and uh, Siakam, who's won the championship. So they know what it takes. So I'm going to pick them. I'm going to pick the Toronto Raptors. No disrespect to the Bulls because the Bulls have a decent team as well. But I'd rather roll with Toronto coming out of that uh, that eighth spot. Is the eighth well, right now they're in the I mean, ninth the, the, the ninth spot. Mm-hmm. Right so, now, right now. Yeah, so I'm going to roll with them. And then I'm going to um, – Man, I think I think this Atlanta, I think this Atlanta and Miami game can be really tricky. Tough, man. It could be really tricky. D, I don't know, man. Like tough I really don't. Here. That is that's a really tough matchup. But picking right now, I'm gonna go with Ice Trey and them boys and say they can get the Miami Heat because Miami got a lot going on back and forth. They've been doing more losing than they've been doing winning. Yeah, you know. So and then um. Uh, Atlanta got a big time win yesterday against the Mavs yeah. in the OT game, so that, I know they had to build some confidence <clears throat> for them too. So I'm going to roll with Atlanta Ice Tree over the Miami Heat. Man, I'm, I'm, these, these all four of these teams, man. Yeah, these are good basketball teams in the playing tournament. This is yeah. what the NBA wanted. Yeah, seven and eight matchup: Miami, Atlanta, your nine and ten versus Toronto and Chicago. You, man, it's really good here. All right, let's let me start with Miami and Atlanta. I feel you on mm-hmm. the Hawks. I feel you on the horse. It looked like Snyder has came in, and they are playing a better brand of basketball, man. But Jimmy, man, it's like when the lights are the brightest, he mm-hmm. really performs. He really performs, man. So right now, I'm going to go with Miami. Okay. I'm going to go Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero and those boys. They've made deep playoff runs. They've been to the finals, man. I'm going to stick with them. Atlanta, they've had a deep run too, man, but I'm, I'm going to trust – I'm going to trust Miami and Spo a little bit more than Atlanta and uh, 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 Snyder right now. But I won't be surprised if Atlanta wins. Chicago and Toronto, man. Chicago is talented. They are. DeRozan and, and Vucevic and, 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 and uh, Zach Levine. Like, look at what they have on. These, these guys can really make a run in the East, man, if they wanted to. But that's that's not the situation that they're in. And then you got Toronto. I like Van Vliet a lot. I like Siakam a lot. Nick Nurse, Obi Like these guys got talent as well. And I'm gonna go with them. I'm gonna go with Toronto. I'm gonna go with Toronto. So the oh, man <laughs> could 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 Toronto beat Miami for that eighth spot? Because that's what the game would. I mean, well, Atlanta for that eighth spot. That's what the game will be, man, for mm. me. And, and, and I, I don't know. That's going to be. Whew. I don't know, but I'm going to take Toronto. Yeah. I'm going to take Miami to get the seventh spot, and I'm going to take Toronto to get the eighth spot. Yeah, I like I like, I like, like Toronto if they played Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, if they played Atlanta and Atlanta didn't beat my, Miami. I, w- I like Atlanta to beat Miami. I feel you. 
So but you if, would... my, if Miami played Toronto, I like Miami to beat Toronto. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. you. See, so your you team see what I'm saying? Your team would be Atlanta in yeah. the seventh spot and Miami yeah. in the eighth. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think both of us like Miami to get in. <laughs> um, but it's just that, that last spot, man. So this is why you love to play in because at first, this was something that we really didn't understand what the NBA was doing. And let's call it what it is, you know. The last couple of years, man, those ninth and 10th games were not very, very good in the Eastern Conference. Matter of fact, the Hornets were occupying both of those mm-hmm. spots. But this year, man, you got some <laughs> so you got some quality teams yeah. here, man, for this spot, man. So it's going to be very interesting how it shakes out. But they positioning can't change in these last five it games, can right? Okay. change. So we could be talking a whole nother thing next okay. week. But currently, right now, that's exactly what we are uh, looking at. All right, Black, let's go to the Western Conference, man. The playing tournament, and this is wild. What we're looking at in the standings. So from where I think the Phoenix Suns are good at the fourth yeah, seed, they lock in and five game with five games left. I don't see them just sweating the bed. No way. So let's start with the fifth seed with the Clippers. The Clippers, the Golden State Warriors are five and six right now. The Lakers, the New Orleans Pelicans. Minnesota Timberwolves and Oklahoma City Thunder are in the play-in with the 7th through the 10th spot. Black. Let's start at the bottom of the play-in. The Oklahoma City Thunder are only two and a half games out of the 5th seed. That's where we are with the standings. The 10th seed in the West is two and a half games out of the 5th seed with the Los Angeles Clippers occupying that at the moment. Black, the Clippers and the Warriors are one loss away from joining the play-in. Mm. The Lakers and the Pelicans are one win away from getting into the fifth in the sixth seeds. That's what we're dealing with. But we're going to call it where we got it right now. Oh, and right below them, the Dallas Mavs and the Utah Jazz. Oh, they're only one and a half game out of the play-in tournament. So you literally have eight teams jumbling and going crazy for these spots. But let's go to the play-in black right now. Lakers and New Orleans Pelicans. Would play for the right to be the seventh seed. Obviously, Black, who do you like in that spot with the Lakers Come and the on, Pelicans? Man. Yeah, the Lakers. The, the Lakers, man. Correct. Like the Lakers there. Correct. But, uh, and, and then in that ninth and that tenth spot, which would be the Minnesota and the Thunder. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Do you like the Thunder? I like the do Young you Thunder. Really? I like the I like the Young man. Thunder. Okay. I, the shooting. And then I'm you you gotta believe they're gonna have a star in uh Shea Gildas Alexander. Shea Gildas They'll have him on the floor. He hasn't been playing as much. Ankle That's why injury. they've been losing. So, yeah. in a playoff game, you got to think he's going to show up and play some ball from the yeah. playoffs and the chance to get in the playoffs. Minnesota been struggling with, with, with Towns and Gobert. Man, they just lost to a Portland team, man, who brought brothers off the street, man, from the G League. <laughs> man, they had Kevin Knox and Jr. in that thing yeah, by getting man. 30. Yeah, man. Like, come on, man. Yeah. None of the starters played at all, D. And they lost. They shut everybody down. And they lost. They were favored 19 and a half points. And they lost. And lost by one. Mm-hmm. And they lost. So they kind of struggling uh, here lately. They didn't lost three in a row here. So if it came down to them two, I'm going to go with the Thunder. That that young experience, that young shooting, Shea Gildas Alexander, he can give you 40 at any time. And then Josh Giddy, he's just he's he's a wild player too. I like him as well. So I'm gonna go um, I'm gonna go uh, the Thunder over over Minnesota to get that eighth seed. 
Well, they would have to play. Oh, they would have the to Pelicans. play the Pelicans. But if they play, if, when they play the Pelicans, I'm sorry for the AFC. I like the Pelicans. Okay. Ingram is on a tear. Yes, he is. I mean, those guys, they playing some good basketball, yes, and there's a potential they could potentially get Zion, Zion back. Maybe. That's what rumors say. They yeah. could get them back. So maybe. we'll see what happened there. But I would pick the Pelicans to beat the Thunder for that AFC and, and play Denver. Yeah, I'm with you. Of course, I got the Lakers currently right now at the seventh spot. They would get that seventh speed by beating the Pelicans. Hopefully, the Lakers could get to that fifth or that sixth spot. But right now, that's where they are. The Pelicans, I think they would beat either OKC or Minnesota. But I do have Minnesota beating Oklahoma City. Mm. I think Edwards, Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, they should beat a young team in OKC. If they're on the floor, they should beat them. I know Shea going to give you all you got, but... Realistically, man, Towns can give you 30 and 10. Gobert could give you another 18 and 10. And Anthony Edwards could give you another 30 and 10. Like, Shea Giggles needs some running mates. I ain't saying Giddy's not a great player. He is. Uh, 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 Lou Dort and those guys. They got some good young talent out there at OKC. But for one game, for one game, I'm going to go with the veteran experience with the okay. Timberwolves, man. I wouldn't mind seeing OKC because they are very fun to watch. They are. I wouldn't mind seeing them. Now, Minnesota versus New Orleans. This is a very tricky game for me. We saw Carl Anthony Towns and we saw Edwards in the playoffs last year. We saw them come out game one against the Grizzlies and let the Grizzlies know, hey, y'all better uh get right out here, you know? But like you said, Brandon Ingram, C.J. McCollum, Trey Murphy, really like Willie Green, the head coach for the Pelicans. And if you can get Zion to give you anything, I'm going to take the Pelicans to get that eighth seed as well. As and, well. And you know what's crazy about that, bro? We could, if, we, if we could get that, you know they play the last game of the season this too. Who do? The Pelicans versus the uh, Minnesota. Okay. That's the, their very last game of the season. Okay. Okay. So that could you, be must-see. That, that could be must-see. And then, potentially, that could be some jo- a jockeying game, too. Like yeah, for position. they're going to be positioning. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so looking forward to it. Now, Black, real quick, the Lakers, man. They have an opportunity here. Five games left. We've we've been so frustrated with the Lakers all year long. And it seems like they are peaking at the right time, black. Golden State, 41 and 38. Clippers, 41 and 38. The Lakers are 40 and 38 with five games to go. How confident are you that the Lakers get that fifth or that sixth spot? Uh, they really could get either one. I know even if they beat the Clippers on Wednesday night. They're in. They, they uh, can move up. They they could move up. Or, or if something happens where they are tied with them, then the Clippers wouldn't would stay where they at because they own tie-breaker. the tiebreaker yeah. against them. And then the Warriors, we own the tiebreaker over them and the Pelicans. We so we could we could be anywhere from that um that fifth to sixth seed. I could see us getting out of that seventh seed if we continue to win or if we win out. Mm-hmm. We got but we got tough games. We got we got the Clippers. You can't you can't sleep on going to Utah because those mm-hmm. guys gonna be ready to okay. play with, with Mark and and uh, Horton Tucker Anderson, whatever his name is, Taylor Horton got, Tucker, t- yeah, Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> they got him and a few other pieces, but um, right. and you also got the Suns. It's going to have Kevin Durant and Booker. You still have to play Friday night, and they've been rolling since KD been back five they straight. Had, yeah, so you still got some tough games on the schedule that we got to get. But if we went out, I could see us being in the sixth seed or the fifth seed. I see a lot of teams. They trying to say teams might try to lose and not be in that fifth seed, not to see the Suns. You know, but at this point, the way the Lakers playing, I really don't care. Me either. You know, it is what it is. I feel like the Lakers, where they at, if they keep this thing going, I don't care if it's the Suns. You know, we just, it have to be what it is, It bro. is what it is. You know, so, um, 
I like them, bro, anywhere from that from that seventh to fifth seed to get in. But they just got to stay focused on these last five. Hey, listen, man. NBA playoff basketball is one of my favorite times of the year. And I've been coasting with the Lakers, coasting. We've been injured. A lot of things. We made a trade when we needed a trade to happen. Rob Belinka should be GM of the year just for the moves that he made. If you look at this Lakers roster from top to bottom on a, any regular year, if they would had if they would have had time to be together and 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 uh, have a lot more time, man, this this is a top two or three seed in the West, man. Anchamara and Vanderbilt and uh, Troy Brown and uh, 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 LeBron and AD and D'Lo and Schroeder and we just so got so much depth, depth, man, and 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 it's starting to show. And I knew that this team would jail when LeBron got back. LeBron is where I have been saying he should be for the last two years. LeBron should be between. 19 to 23, 24 a game, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, putting people in the right position, being that extra voice on the floor. Anthony Davis has been a terror out there. Maybe it has finally clicked in his brain that I got to do it. This is what it has to be for us to be successful. Bron is in year 20. He shouldn't be subjected to do what he had to do in December and January. He shouldn't be subjected to do that. Vando on the perimeter. Anchamara on the perimeter. Braun on the perimeter. Like, you got a lot of girth there, man, to really set the tone defensively on the perimeter. D'Anthony Davis on the inside, man, getting rebounds and blocking shots, man. Point guard handles. We got it, man. You need the ball handle. You got uh, uh, D'Lo. You got Schroeder. LeBron can bring it all. AR-15, he is a wild card, mm-hmm. man. He's averaging 18. He's a wild card. Mm-hmm. So this is a lot of situations for the Lakers to be happy about going into the playoffs if healthy. And the word is already out. You don't want the Lakers in the first round. Mm-hmm. Bron said, "If I gotta come to your building for a game ball, a game one, oh boy! If I gotta come to you for a game one, oh boy! And I'm gonna tell you right now, we gonna talk a little bit more greasy as we get closer to this thing because I'm chilling right now. <laughs> Cause you know me, <laughs> I'm chilling. But oh, best believe what I got in my belly is coming out, and I'm finna get as ignorant." As possible when we get to these playoffs, but I'm a chill. <laughs> I'm a chill right now. Let me tell you something right now. If I gotta go to Denver for a game one, let me get it. If I gotta go to Memphis for a game one, let me get it from you. If I gotta go to Sacramento for a game one, let me holler at you real quick, young fellas. And if I gotta go to Phoenix for a game one, I'm just gonna keep it real. Yeah. Strap up. Strap up. Strap up. Because that's gonna be some real deal. That's gonna be that real deal for real. Game one up in Phoenix. But I feel real good. Yeah, because we deep, boy. I feel real good yeah. about an opportunity to steal a game one from the Phoenix Suns. So whatever it's gonna be, we're gonna find out. This is the last week of the season. Five games left. By the time you hit the next sports desk, the playoffs will be on its way, locked in full effect, getting ready for the play-in and getting ready for the playoffs that will be coming next weekend. Yeah, yeah, next weekend. Yeah, next weekend. The playoffs games are on Thursday and Friday, and the playoffs begin that Saturday. Black, 
Real quick before we wrap up this episode, man, the Dallas Mavericks. They are the 12th seed in the East at 37 and 42. Since Kyrie Irving has been there since the trade, they have a losing record. Mm. Last night against Atlanta, they lost in overtime, even though Kyrie had 41. Luka didn't have a great game. Eight for 22. Only scoring eight. Yeah, on eight for 22, scoring 22 points. He didn't have a great game. Black. Do you consider this an ultimate failure, or are you really are you surprised that the are you not surprised that the Mavericks are where they are? Yeah, I'm not shocked. I said when the trade, I said it's gonna be box office because you got two guys who can handle the rock. Yeah, but they gave up too much, D. They gave up too much, man, and we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're seeing it. Like Luca and Kyrie can't do it in the same game for you. You can get one from one, but you don't have the help. Yeah, you got Tim Hardaway Jr. and who else? Who else? Who else? Mm-hmm. They don't have nobody else that gave up a whole lot for this trade. I'm not shocked that they having struggles. But the, the, the thing that gets me, and I said on last episode, don't go blaming Jason Kidd. No. Don't go blaming Jason Kidd no. for, for this. No. You know, Mark Cuban, he wanted to make a big move to get a big name in he there did. with Luca. He made this trade happen. Now we're seeing it. We're seeing it. These teams are literally looking at the Mavericks and saying, what's up? Y'all ain't finna come get nothing in here. Yeah. Luca's been struggling. I don't know if he's hurt or dealing with something, but he's dealing with he's, that calf. He, he's, he's struggling with something. He's dealing I with can that calf. tell. Yeah. I can tell. So he hasn't been able to give you much, but they're not they're not out of it, D. Yeah. They're not out of it. They can find a way to sneak their head in until game and that, a half and, out of the play. Until what that ninth or tenth seed, they, they right? They can take that tenth seed from yeah. OKC. So it's it's gonna be interesting to see what happened moving forward with them. And they have the easiest schedule to remaining uh, remaining for them to have a chance. Uh, to get in uh, the play, and I believe their last few games of the season, I got them right in front of me Bulls, right now. Spurs, and you got the Sacramento the Kings on Wednesday. Then you have the Bulls on Friday. Uh, well, I don't know if that's the easiest schedule. <laughs> and then you got San Antonio to finish up the season. The Sacramento, that's not a that's not a gimme game. And then the Bulls are fighting for something too. Mm-hmm. So I don't consider that to be uh, an easy schedule. So they only have three games left. They only have three games left for them. Their season, regular season ends. The Mavericks on Sunday. Okay. On, on this, Sunday. Okay. Well, you know what? Oh, yeah. On Sunday. Yeah, because the play-in games start on uh, Tuesday of next week. Okay. Tuesday okay. of next week. So, yeah, man. So um, we're winding down. Best time of the year for basketball. I love these uh, uh, play-in scenarios and what's going to be happening in the Eastern and Western Conference. And, of course, we'll be talking more and more about it as we um, uh, get to the end of the regular season. All right, man, we're going to wrap this up because me and Black got to catch Monday Night Raw, the fallout after WrestleMania. Those are always the best Raws, uh, Monday Night Raws of the year. All right, Black, anything before we get up out of here? Oh, man, just appreciate all the love and support we get, man. Y'all keep rocking with us. We're going to continue to... Give y'all a great show, great content, man. Appreciate all the love and support we get, man. Y'all hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BlackNL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Yes, sir. You can find me on the Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, all those places at the same name. Desiree L. Hicks Jr. Y'all come holla at your boy, man. It's been a great episode. Y'all spread the word, man. As always, tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. That's another sports show out here that they should take, uh, they should listen to, man. That homeboy talk, that barbecue in the backyard talk, that barbershop talk, that uh, at the water cooler, at the job talk, man. That's how we give it up here um, when we talk about sports, man. So thank you for everybody who's ever listened to us, supported us, and shown love. Shout out to uh, Reduce Lunch. Shout out to uh, the NPN Network, man, for empowering this podcast week in and week out, man. And we'll be back next week, man, with uh, 
uh, some more of your favorite hot topics um, in the sports world. In the sports world. All right, man. Y'all be easy. Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? You're listening to the sports show. New sports desk.